0: Welcome to Sonographers in the Cities, where we connect through sound with your hosts, Lynn and Giselle. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sonographers in the Cities. I'm Lynn.
1: And I'm Giselle.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and if you've been tuning into our other episodes, thank you so much. We appreciate you. This episode is two days before Christmas, so happy holidays to um all of you who are listening. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. Um, <laughs> any other holidays that um you are celebrating um i hope you have a good safe fun day with your loved ones
1: yes happy holidays everybody we are coming for the end of the year it is our 60th episode and we're basically just going to hang out and talk and you know kind of end the year together um with Lynn here who is now a stenographer. so if you guys miss our past episodes she has pa- uh, passed multiple registries as well as now is working in a hospital setting so we're definitely excited um for her and go to listen to those episodes we're going to catch up with her today it is three weeks since she's been a new grad stenographer. how do you feel <laughs> one word exhausted
0: (laughs) just kidding um I am exhausted but I'm also um so in that post-grad excitement of working where I'm learning a lot um a lot of the exhaustion is mostly mental because every day is just I have to um focus a lot on all my studies uh doing the protocols correctly, learning the operations. And it's just very draining at the end of the day. But the good thing about my job is that once I clock out, I don't think about it. The only time I think about it post-work is when I talk to Giselle or when (laughs) I do the podcast. So, which is fine. It's really fun. And I'm glad that um, we have this space to talk about something that we like, you know, in this episode. hopefully. Uh, Giselle and I, we can share what we did this past week and all the interesting cases that Giselle has and the things I learned.
1: Yeah, because now that we're settled in um, and you're now, you know, your days of becoming a sonographer are going to be behind you because you're going to have more experience. I mean, it's gonna be really cool to talk to you about uh, the cases that you've seen and obviously for you guys who are listening, these are things that you guys are working towards. Like you are going through what Lynn just finished, which is school or trying to get into school and doing the really hard part to become a sonographer. Um, But now it's even harder harder because she is a sonographer and you guys one day want to be a sonographer. So, you know, props to you guys for listening to this podcast. We appreciate you guys. I don't know if you guys saw... Sona Eyes Ultrasound but she also promoted our podcast on her website which is really cool so thank you so much to her shout out to her go follow her on Instagram uh, but this podcast is just for us to talk about everything that we kind of go through and so if you're new here welcome we are so glad you're here to listen to us and uh, we're just sharing our experiences. I've had a lot of uh, interesting cases recently. Uh, if you guys didn't see on my Instagram, go follow that, um, LOL Giselle, and don't forget to follow Lynn at DMS Diaries, so you can kind of see what we're going through. Um, but it is a whole different world being a sonographer now, uh, instead of a student, And what's the thing that you've learned the most in the the last, I guess, let's say few days since you've been working?
0: (laughs) Um, Independence, you know, you fly solo. Yes, um, I have the senior sonographers to uh, look over my studies, my images and my reports and make sure that everything's correct before we send it to the doctor. But the moment... You know, I put my name on the patients or the exam. That means I greet the patient, I take them in, do the exam and um, walk them to the waiting room for them to check out. They're my responsibility. No one is, you know, walking with me or um, being there with me. So the independence and the responsibility is a huge adjustment. Um, of being a new grad stenographer. So yeah. that's the biggest thing I learned. I was like, you're on your own.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know you've been really busy um, with work because you do work Monday through Friday. Um, I actually had a student in the Discord recently who had asked a question about how to deal with burnout as a student because uh, she does clinicals Monday through Friday. So mm-hmm. do you have any suggestions or tips or advice for her? Since now you're kind of in the Monday through Friday sonographer uh, status, it's kind of you know similar, but also different, right? Because as a student, you're doing other things and dealing with studying and school and trying to keep your personal life. On check as well. So now that you're a sonographer, do you have some words of wisdom for that person?
0: <laughs> I actually was thinking about this um on the train ride home because I'm like, how is this different when I was exhausted in clinicals? When I was doing clinicals um three days a week and then two days classes. I'm like, it's like, how is it different? And it's like, I'm so tired after uh, clinicals when I was in school and now I'm tired after work. Um, The only difference that I can think of is that being exhausted in clinicals in the school is a little bit better than being exhausted at work because again, I said, once you're working, um, you can't really you know, half do your work halfway because every patient you should put a hundred percent of your time and effort in that in that study. And you do that every single day. Meanwhile, as a student at clinicals, um, if you're there five days a week, you know, get all the studying, all the observation Monday to Wednesday or choose your battles, I would say, because that's what I did when I was, Tired during clinicals, I would oh, this is an interesting study. I'll use it for my uh, case logs and you know it and learn about it. and then the other studies like the uh, routine studies that you've seen a lot, um, I would just maybe i uh, I won't um, observe this one and I'll sit this one now and just study or study when I need to take a breather. So for the student who is asking that question on discord, I would say, choose your battles on certain days, the days where you feel really, really tired, but you have to be there. Be transparent with your preceptors. Say that, hey, I'm really tired today. You know, like I'm going to, I want to take a little bit, uh, take it easy today. And um, I need to study. I have, uh, tests or I can observe one or two cases just be mindful of like all the um, other things that you have to do as long as you get all your assignments all the cases that you plan to get within that week I think you deserve one day break
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so it's, it's definitely a different feel um, to have the burnout as a student, and have the burnout as a sonographer, but they're totally real and they're totally things that everybody goes through. So if you guys are going through that, just know you're not alone and it's good to reach out. And um, I applaud that person for yes. reaching out into the discord and asking for advice. So great advice. Um, it really is truly hard. To be a sonography student and to be a sonographer. So we appreciate anyone who's going into this field and um, keep on pushing through and, and stay positive And it'll be worth it at the end of the day. I'm sure Lynn can attest to all the hard times, you know, as a student, we will all go through. But when you finally get that job and you finally get a paycheck and you're able to stand on your own two feet and do a full scan on your own without needing anyone's help. That is kind of what that that is all about.
0: I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I recently have a DM about, um, it was was a sonography student who uh, didn't take the SBI yet. Mm -hmm. And they went to a non-accredited program, um, and they want they don't have um, opportunities to do clinicals or don't know how to sit for a A or DMS exam, um, and they're feeling demotivated and lost. So, do you have any advice? for students who are in this place.
1: Mm, okay. So so a lot of times with those situations, it's kind of hard because you have to read each situation individually. So I love when they do send those messages. Yes. Um. But you do have to dive deeper into their, their program and their background and what they're going through. So non-accredited program didn't take SPI yet. Did they graduate? Yes. Yeah. And then... No, and they did clinicals already and all that. No, so they finished their program but need clinicals,
0: and would like to sit for the ARDMS exam. Mm-hmm.
1: But they finished the program. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do clinicals. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How did they tough. finish the program? It's <laughs> like, it's a tough. Shouldn't they have had clinicals? I mean it depends cuz there
0: are some programs where you just have to find your own clinicals you know uh-huh. you have to find your okay. And I know I and I know that um there's one unaccredited program in New York where um they have sites for you mm-hmm. but as but um it's not enough to be under a prerequisite to sit for a DA or DMS. Mm. um And I guess there's a form on ARDMS where um, if you shadow or observe under a registered sonographer for a required amount of time, you can sit for a registry exam.
1: Hmm. So they would need to find someone that they could have find them off for SPI, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm not 100% like familiar with ARDMS prerequisites. So obviously that I'm not w- either,
0: yeah,
1: that would obviously be my first thing I'd be like, okay, one, you know, congratulations, obviously on finishing your program, but two, because it's unaccredited, that's the whole situation. So you would need to find the prereq that you follow under and or that you're going to want to sign off and be under, right. And figure out how you can get that requirement to take the test. Um, Because I don't, it depends on where they live, like how they're able to get the clinical site or the person that they can train under. Um, So yeah, it's kind of a very tough situation. So My thing is, can they ask anyone from their program or who they know from networking or throughout the area that they live in that could help guide them, right? Because the one thing you need is guidance in what you can do, which is what we are obviously here for, right? We're here to help guide um, students and prospective sonographers, but that's where... They would need to find as an expert or someone in their area or who went to that school i mean do they have any classmates that could help them or um, professors that could give them hey like this is what you can do because it is different all over right some states have different actual rules when it comes to ARDMS, dms so that's where i would say is um to start with like obviously no fault at them for like going to a non-accredited school because like obviously mine was non-accredited but it was a bachelor's degree so that's also different um but yeah if they need help obviously they can join our discord or um that was my suggestion (laughs) and see if they can ask around anyone Mm -hmm. who would know i saw a few like ultrasound techniques narupa like where she lives, she's gonna be hosting classes for certain things. So I'm only assuming this person can find a place or someone in their area who can help them. So yeah, send them our way. <laughs>
0: yeah, they uh they said that they went to um the program during COVID for clinicals. Mm-hmm. So um obviously wow. that makes it challenging for you know the clinical experience during mm-hmm. COVID. yeah yeah, your advice is really good i will let them know that we discussed this on today's episode so that they can check it out i also refer them to your podcast because hopefully because i did ask them um if they know any registered sonographers in the area where they can you know ask to shadow observe learn um but they don't so hopefully you know your discord community is the biggest one that i've known to you know have direct messaging and direct contact and yeah. hopefully that will they'll yeah. find someone in their area in your discord
1: yeah cuz we get a lot of people in there they're like oh i'm there too or yeah i mean but there's so many cities in the united states right or all over the world mm-hmm. and there's a lot of There's a lot of ultrasound people out there. So even Facebook groups, like the just sonography Facebook group, like is a good place to start as well. If you want to send that to them, um, -hmm. a lot of people are very helpful in there and even my, my Facebook group. So it's definitely, there's, there are places they can reach out to. It's just going to be difficult. Um, but that is a pure example of, you know, COVID being difficult or having no clinicals in person and becoming a sonographer you really need that hands-on experience um, because there's no way to become a you know a sonographer if you can't really get your hands on a probe Um, and SPI is it's very important I know people can take SPI without scanning Mm -hmm. but it's also very important to understand the scanning process with it as well so yeah, they're definitely a tough situation, but good on them for reaching out.
0: Yes, that's the most important step, you know, reach out and then get some guidance. And yeah, yeah. hopefully, they'll reach out to you for um, the Discord community.
1: Yeah, and get that support. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that they asked, um, and we'll definitely help them um, because it is hard. This community is really amazing. It's Definitely one where everyone helps each other out. If you guys see any sonography, Instagram, and you see their posts and stuff, give them an ad and a follow because we're all just sharing our experiences. So, with that being said, do you have any special cases that you did in the last three weeks that you want to share? Special. Special, interesting, interesting. Something that caught Um, your mind that you're like, whoa.
0: I've been doing a lot of like routine studies or um, stent surveillance, bypass surveillance. So that's the coolest one I've seen. Um, This patient had three stents on the left leg. Mm. So one stent at the common femoral artery, one stent at the superficial femoral artery. And wow. another stent at the anterior tibial artery.
1: Did I say that correctly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just ATA. <laughs> yeah, ATA. Do you want to explain to, let's say, maybe a student who doesn't know what a stent is? A stent
0: is a, I want to say it's a, is that a plastic graft? It's not a graft. It's,
1: it's like... It's, um,
0: a sort, a sort of material it's like a mesh mesh material where they put in a um occluded i wouldn't say occluded uh into the vessel into the vessel that's you know that's narrowing with a lot of plaque to open it up again
1: yeah, so like that a, blood
0: can flow i think that's a really really um, <laughs> elastic basic the, um, basic uh explanation yes. Because mm-hmm. I, I was going, because because I was going to. Oh, if it's occluded, then it, they have to do me. and then if it's like occluded, the stent is occluded, then I have to do a bypass pass. I was
1: going or through graft. all the
0: possibilities <laughs> in your I'm, mind. Like, no, I need to like narrow this down in the simplest. Uh,
1: to the simplest of, I'm a regular person who no yes. has no idea what a stent is. What that? Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: So no. yes, those are the stent. So this. Um, patient had three stents in one wow. leg that's and, a lot of stents. and our our um arterial exam it's so details like every portion is proximate distal so mm-hmm. cfa sfa um, top all the way down proximate distal every single thing mm-hmm. or segment and with the stent we have still we have to do you know Pre stent, post stent, proximate distal, and visualize the edge of the stent and the flow. So um, it's very tedious, and I had to do that for three stents. I'm, at the end of one leg, I'm just like, I'm done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to do that.
0: So, um but yes, that's that's my most interesting case because um, it's just very detailed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and um, other than that, everything else is like routine. Yeah, nothing um,
1: that's crazy yet.
0: No, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Eventually, my my coworkers yesterday they got a TOS, which is um, uh, thoracic outlet syndrome. Um, they found one. Um, thoracic outlet syndrome is. For those of you who don't know, it's um when they a say <laughs> nerve, right? A nerve compressed on the subclavian artery. Yeah. You learned that in school,
1: but <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's <laughs> fancy. You that's, the the, fancy things. that's
0: the compli- that's the That's simplified definition. And then the other ones, um, there was a lot of FMDs. so we saw a lot of. Um,
1: Is that fibromuscular dysplasia?
0: yes <laughs> thank you <laughs> um along with that is the median arc, are ligament so the compression yeah. of the celiac trunk
1: wow that's actually so, like fancy stuff that we just learn in school and don't oh, many yeah. people don't see that yeah we see them
0: <laughs> wednesday and thursday and fridays wow <laughs> i i don't do that yet because you know. It's research, it's part of research. So um, the senior sonographers do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but just to know that they're there, they're is there. very exciting. Yeah. Um, another one is the uh, we don't see this often because we're not abdomen, but one of my coworkers found an occluded celiac trunk.
1: Hmm. Wow yeah i've never seen one of those either i gotta find the images that'd be cool (laughs) that's cool yeah definitely Mm. share them because i know that you've been sharing some of your your um images that you've been taking i try
0: i really try to for those who follow me it's like i am trying my best to update (laughs) yourself but you know work gets in the way (laughs) Yeah,
1: as you don't can stick
0: tell, with me. Thank you for your busy. patience.
1: <laughs> nope. We totally understand. I know that I guess and like I just don't understand because you work five days and you have to go home, you have to cook dinner, you have to work, and you have adult life. Yeah, it's just a lot. Um, and like you only get two days off. I get three days off, but but still that one extra day makes a big difference working five days it's a lot um i can only imagine but we're still waiting for your posts and your images we'll be here yes
0: <laughs> i feel like eventually once i get my you know into my groove i can share more more exciting cases because right now yeah. i'm just doing posts you know procedure um Mm follow-ups
1: which is so cool and much needed yes
0: yeah i'm learning a lot of like procedure stuff which is really good because it's good for your rvt hint 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 yes
1: hint and rvt is very um popular and also one that a lot of hospitals will require because yes vascular is actually one of the most ordered exams in a hospital setting uh and you need to find dvts all the time yes. it's like it's like one of the most common ones is finding dvt dvts all the time and i don't
0: know how many dvts i got i've you done this past week
1: yeah <laughs> maybe one of these days we'll go over the DVT protocol and do a whole episode of on dvts Oh, we should do that That for all the protocols.
0: Yeah. Anyways, backtrack to uh, vascular (laughs) being very important. I just remember all because you know I'm still looking for job openings around my area just because I'm curious like that. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of uh, hospitals around here and outpatient facilities um, for general uh, sonographers they require RBT as well. Mm -hmm. I find that really interesting. Um And yeah. then you mentioned it. So it just kind of clicked.
1: Yeah. I like, yeah, that's a really important thing to know because when people are asking, oh, what do they need to hire me? You should check online, see what the requirements are. Some people want you to have vascular for sure. And some people just want any RDMS or any registry, right? So yes. definitely make sure you're looking at that because you don't want to, you want to pick your first registry wisely almost and prepare for the right one. Yes. So we'll also do episodes on registries too in the future. We've got so many things coming your way. <laughs> so it's a brand new year, 2023. We've got, um, we're planning on doing a lot of the older videos that we had before in the past and topics, especially for people who are new to our podcast. And just to update, since when we first did those episodes, it was when we were still trying to figure everything out and the audio wasn't that great. <laughs> but thank you so, for those who are listening yeah and for those who keep on listening because we do get our um, notifications we get to see how many people are listening and watching on youtube so thank you for all the support don't forget to follow our instagrams our instagram for Sonographers in the cities as well as follow us on facebook and subscribe to YouTube because we are still here and we're still trying to keep on growing.
0: Yes, and we can't do that without you. So um do all the things that yourself just said. And also when you have a chance, if you haven't already, please rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, any platform that you listen, as well as write us a review where you can because we really appreciate it and that's how we grow and how we can be better for you
1: yeah and if you want to be part of the podcast let us know because we do have uh, guests on we just haven't recently because we've been so busy and it's hard to get everyone on at the same time so next year we're gonna have more guests and more people on here so let us know if there's anyone that you also want to see on here because uh, there's a lot of new people on instagram that we want to share their experiences and their stories And there's a few people that I have in my brain that I'm excited to actually get on here that you guys should stay forward to because it's gonna help you guys who are students and it's exciting. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So So
0: excited for the new year and for what's to come. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I we hope you have a happy holidays. Enjoy those festivities i was trying to find the right word those festivities with your loved ones friends pets you know cherish those days because you never know just be in the moment Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) yes you guys and we'll talk to you guys in the next episode thank you bye happy holidays